there. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. Hi there. Okay, so I'm with Daryl from Stride UAE, and we are going to talk all about the problem of autoimmune and about her story and about how Stride UAE was born. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you having me, Anne-Marie. Can't wait to get started. I uh, Right before we started recording, you said, I don't know how much you know about autoimmune, but brain fog is part of it. And I said, oh, I know, because I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So I have a fair bit of, of it myself. So we might both be like, what's that word? What's that? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll try and uh, be as clear as we can. Okay. So just tell me your story, because clearly you've got one. And I'd love to know what brought you to this point, what happened in your own um, health. Yes, great first question. I mean, um, this is a super key part of why Stride was conceptualized. So I can give you the short story or the long version, but I'll try and keep it as brief with as much detail as possible. But yes, it was born from my own personal experiences with autoimmune disease. And just to share some insight, this started when I was 20. So I originally got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And, you know, I believe this was caused by a number of different factors, what I know now to be a high sugar diet, long-term use of antibiotics and severe food poisoning as well. Um, Basically a year before I was diagnosed, I got Campylobacter. So I think that was a big catalyst for my future struggles. But as a result of this disease, my life became dominated by every possible associated symptom. You know, you've got abdominal pain and cramping, bloating after everything you eat, no matter what it is, and diarrhea. For a long time, I was visiting the bathroom, you know, sometimes up to 20 times a day, sleeping on the bathroom floor. It was, you get through it at the time, but looking back now, you think that's just a bit of a joke, isn't it? Nobody should have to live like that. So on top of that, I'm having to take months out of work because I can't even make the 45 minute commute into London. And then, of course, other symptoms like malnutrition and anemia, extreme weight loss, chronic fatigue is also a big one that we see amongst the community in general, and then regular hospital admissions. So um, the reason I'm telling you this is because a big part of my journey was the medication that I was taking to try and get my disease under control. So I'm now 30 years old, actually 31. It was my birthday on Saturday. So. I'll have to correct myself. (laughs) So 31. So this is 10 years anyway that I've been dealing with this. And um, I've taken really heavy drugs, you know, biological immunosuppressants uh, on several of of which several times they've failed alongside high dose of steroids and yada, yada, yada. So because my body eventually developed the antibodies, the last time this happened to me was in 2021, just after my son was born. 
So off the back of this, I started experiencing new, really extreme symptoms. So things like excruciating joint pain that was targeting my ligaments and muscles as well, and totally stripping of my basic human functions. I'm talking, I can't walk, sleep, eat without having this chronic pain. So this then went on for around a year. And remember, I'm a new mum at this point as well. So I'm trying to adapt to a new mum life and having a bit of an identity crisis as well. But amongst all of this, the pain then became totally unbearable. And my husband said, right, that's it. We're going to go to emergency. So it was during this point last year. So this was around April 2022 um, that it began targeting my organs as well. So I was having an enlarged liver and spleen as well as water on my lungs. So it was affecting my breathing. And I'm sat in this hospital bed going, like really contemplating life at this point. And um, it was during that stay that I was diagnosed with drug induced lupus. So this is why I say I have to tell you the entire story because it's all connected. And this was caused by the medication that I was originally taking for my Crohn's disease. So this was the infliximab. Um, so yes, by this point, I was just really at rock bottom, having my son visit me in hospital. And now the knowledge that it was the drugs that put me there was really just a pivotal point. So, you know, I just said to myself, enough's enough. It's time to take things into my own hands. Clearly, the conventional route that I've tried for the past decade or so has not been helpful in any way, shape or form. So that's when I checked out, started to look at my diet, my lifestyle habits, and seeking for the first time help from others. So I started therapy and, and I sent an, a message, like a really coy WhatsApp message to my local Villanova community. That's where I stay in Dubai. And you know, I just said, hi, I'm Daryl. I suffer with this. Would love to meet up with anyone else who's a fellow sufferer just to chat. And I got five or six responses. And, you know, I was a bit taken aback that there were that many women living with the similar or same symptoms and conditions as me that were literally within a five minute radius. So um, I met with those. And I say women, right, because autoimmune disease affects women largely more than it does men in in terms of statistics 80 percent more women are affected that's not to discredit men by any means we welcome men into the community it's a totally inclusive community which i'll come to a bit later but this just happened to be the people that i met so at first it was five then it was 10 then it was 15 women and i started to notice a pattern in what they were saying you know things like I feel alone, I'm dismissed by doctors, I've got no one to talk to, and ultimately they were looking for support. So that's when the penny dropped for me and I realized that I'm not alone here and we need to get these women together and people together to start helping others because I learned so much in just such a short space of time and I'd already been doing my own research for years, but having it come from someone who's gone through their own journey and that experience and can recommend you, you know, local resources, whether that's doctors and treatments, it was hugely beneficial. So that's why I'm here with Stride today. Okay. So just going back a bit, I think a lot of people who experience autoimmune or these conditions where they go the medical route, looking back on it, even without the piece where you develop drug-induced lupus, 
how do you feel that treatment? Like, why do you think this all started? And how did the medical system sort of not recognize that? Do you have an idea of the root cause? Well, I mean, the trouble with autoimmune disease is that it's very gray. It's super complex and there are so many of them as well. So, I mean, in terms of confirmed conditions, we have around 80, but then some scientists will tell you that they suspect up to 120 different kinds of autoimmune. So, you know, there's a real spectrum ranging from mild through to severe, common and rare, and it's very hard to diagnose because of the complexity. There's many individual challenges and misconceptions associated with each. So that's actually one of the most significant issues when it comes to um, diagnosis is that on average, it takes around four and a half years and numerous consultations with four different doctors before you actually get an accurate diagnosis. And in the medical system, as I understand and as as I've experienced, I feel like people aren't really looking for the root cause. Like you listed in the beginning why you think, you know, why the Crohn's probably developed when it did. But it feels like a collection of doctors who are just looking at different organs and not really talking to each other and uh, giving you medicine to make you feel better. Uh, but that's not really achieving anything and can eventually cause other conditions. Can you just talk a little bit about that? That's my experience, but I don't want to put no, that on anyone else. 100%, and I couldn't agree more with you. You did mention the root causes. So let's just address that. I mean, from the reading and research that I've done, we're looking at things like inflammation. We know that inflammation is a root cause of, I wouldn't say all, but it's common in a lot of diseases, whether it's autoimmune related or maybe more of the well-defined cases like heart disease and cancers and so forth. But then we have things like genetics, environmental triggers, viruses. So off the back of COVID-19, um, we had a lot of spikes in people being diagnosed with uh, autoimmune at that time and various other things as well. But you're totally right when you say about the communication part, because there is no autoimmune expert. You know, that's not a title today in the medical world. You know, the doctors specialize in their niches. So for anyone that suspects they might have autoimmune or suffers from it, it's really, really key to build a multidisciplinary team. Working with an individual person that might specialize in, you know, rheumatology is great, but it's quite likely that you'll also need to work with other specialists as well to really give you that comprehensive care that you need. Um, and then just outside of that, I would say when talking to any doctor that is a new person uh, looking at your medical records and history, always get two, three, four, five di uh, different opinions. It's really, really important to take that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? like a general consensus oh yeah <laughs> okay consensus yeah. yeah yeah to get it yeah to have uh, a range because you can get five different answers four or five different answers on what you should be doing yeah okay speaking of brain fog i lost my question the next one do 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 do, do. let me just think when you hit that moment where you're in the hospital and now you have another condition and you've been trusting everything you the sort of the the penny dropped or the the light switch I, like i've got to do this differently that can be a whole rabbit hole though because when you that's had you done any alternative complementary lifestyle stuff along the way you know in the mainstream there's a lot of 
don't do that. It's crazy. They're selling snake oil over there. Like, how did you sort of tiptoe in there? Well, I think um, I've always done a lot of my own reading. And I listen to podcasts and have always educated myself around my condition as much as I can. You know, I think to become an expert in your condition is the best thing that you can do, because the more equipped you are with knowledge, the better you're able to manage things yourself. And it's about becoming your own health advocate and taking control but you're totally right and there's so much information out there that is misconstrued and peddled in the wrong way and it's confusing and it's easy to get lost on dr google and that's what we're trying to do at stride as well is break down that vast array of information that's out there into some really core simple steps that everyone can implement themselves and you know this does include things like dietary changes, lifestyle changes, things that we already know, but it's about tailoring it to the autoimmune condition. So what would be just some top line things if someone comes to you and says, I've been diagnosed with an autoimmune dis- uh, autoimmune condition, and you don't know the name of it, but you just know they've been diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. Do you have a couple of things that you would tell people to do off the top? Um, yes, they, I guess in terms of steps, it would be to build the multidisciplinary team initially, that would be a really good starting point for anyone. So give yourself space and grace for this. I would say it can take time to find the good and right doctor that you vibe with in in its own, let alone a number of different specialists that are all happy to work together as well. But that's, really key in, I think, getting the support that you need in terms of healthcare. Looking after yourself is also number one. It sounds so simple, right? But it's it's really hard to put it into practice. And I say this because, you know, I, I've been doing this now for a long time. Even before I took the decision when I left hospital last year, I was already working on myself. And God, I can tell you how many times I tried to go gluten-free before I actually was able to maintain it and make it a sustainable change so it's easy to fall off the wagon and get caught up in what your friends are doing and things like that but looking after yourself and prioritizing what you're eating your nutrition and your lifestyle factors because these are the things that you can control and they have a real dramatic healing impact Mm. um what else i would say and i this is actually a piece of advice i heard just yesterday and i thought it was super so Basically, what happens a lot, as you may have experienced as well, Anne-Marie, is when you are going back and forth to all of these different doctors, it's unfortunately quite prevalent that you may be dismissed. I'm trying to word this in the best way that I can because I'm not here to bash doctors. You know, I think that they're excellent at what they do. But unfortunately, many people do get told things like it's all in your head or you don't look sick or they associate it with other conditions. Mine was put down to postpartum, for example. Um, But this piece of advice said that if you are getting dismissed by your doctor for your symptoms or they're refusing to run any tests for you, ask them to note it in your medical chart whilst you are there. And I would recommend this approach to anyone who is facing discrimination instead of diagnostics because no doctor is going to turn around and write in your notes, I refused your test that you asked for, you know, put it on in writing that could be later pulled up on if their intentions were wrong. Wow. 
That is amazing. Yeah. I had a standoff with an endocrinologist when I, because a friend of mine, who's a doctor said, you got to get your antibodies tested for your thyroid. And I, I had a standoff with him. He was like, no, no. And I'm like, please, I think I want it. I think I want it. It was very uncomfortable, but then he ended up doing it. But what a great, what a great tip. Um, I mean, it's simple. Um, Go on. Sorry. I interrupted you. No, no. I I'm wondering about, um, I'm wondering about the emotional component because when you start treading online and there's a lot of wellness people and they sort of can make it feel like this is your fault because there are emotional components to it. And when you said I'm working on myself, I, I understand the life changes are very difficult to make swearing off gluten, swearing off the things that maybe aren't working for you, but some of the other emotional components that I think do have a part can make you feel like you brought this on yourself and there's a whole community that can make you feel like you brought it on yourself and you have to change everything. So I, does that make sense to you? And how have you navigated it? This is something that has been a more recent development in my journey because I was in denial at the very beginning. You know, I'm young, I'm 20. I want to start my career and live like everyone else. I want to party and go on holiday and be normal. You know, I have only recently accepted that this is my normal and that I shouldn't be segregating myself when, you know, this is just who I am. But the reason I'm saying this is because I've spent so much time resenting my body and being so angry at what happened to me and angry at the world and why me, you know, very like blame mindset, resentment, just so super negative. And this in terms of the emotional aspect is not good for your mental health. Um, it's extremely emotionally taxing anyway. You feel frustrated, you're angry, you're lost. You're just in despair a lot of the time because you have no one to turn to. The doctors may not be able to give you the, the answers that you're looking for. And I mean, in terms of my family unit, I'm lucky enough to have a great support network, but whilst they're great, they still don't quite understand because they're not sufferers themselves. So they can listen to me and say, they're there, it's going to be okay. But that's why I started reaching out to the community and found real um, peace almost in just having that sense of validation. And this is why the power of community really cannot be understated because one simple conversation can really lift your spirits. So I guess connecting people with others who similar, suffer with similar conditions and symptoms, where they get that sense of friendship and mutual understanding, it's just so important to not feel like you're on, on your own. Yeah, because when you just don't feel well, you, there's such shame, right? Like you, that you just can't be normal, that when you're feeling bad, that makes you feel 10 times worse because you're feeling physically bad and then you're beating yourself up because you're not feeling well. Yeah, Did- because you're trying to keep up. You're trying to have this perfect, or you're trying to portray this image that you can manage everything, your work, your being a parent, you're going to the gym, you're having a social life, you know, you're trying to wear so many hats all of the time. For someone who is suffering with chronic fatigue, you know, I remember a situation where it was one of my friend's hen parties or bachelorettes, as the Americans would say. And I was really trying to get myself ready to go out that evening. I was crying my eyes out in the bath because I just knew that 
I physically wasn't able to, but I didn't want to let her down. I didn't want the judgment from people who didn't understand. And I, I don't think, honestly, that she would have even been like that. But it was me in my own mind, again, just portraying this in this negative light. But it's so sad to look back on moments like that when your friends should be there to support you. But that's why you need to surround yourself with the right people, because it's not always possible to keep up. And what's your life like now? Like, how are you managing and where are you at? So considering one of my ultimate goals was always to get off medication. And I tried on numerous different occasions and failed. And maybe I would be off like one or two months. And then they'd say, no, you have to come back. You know, your CRP levels or inflammation levels are are rising rapidly. So we need to curb it before things progress. So now... After I made all of my lifestyle changes, a year gluten-free, significant reduction in um, sugar, because we know that these are two of the most inflammatory foods that we can eat, Um, things like alcohol, no alcohol. Um, I was also made redundant from work. So I think that was a bit of a blessing in disguise whilst I was on sick leave last year. Um, Because I worked for a startup here in the region, it was highly stressful, long hours, you know, quite intensive. And that allowed me to take the rest of the year off to really recuperate and reduce my stress. It worked to to improve my sleep. So all of these things have helped because when when it was identified that it was the drugs that was causing my lupus, it took six months for the chronic pain to go away, but I refused any more medication. And just purely against all doctor's advice, when on the food is thy medicine, holistic route and um i'm now i celebrated my one year drug free in may this year so i've actually gained seven kilos since january which i'm now the heaviest that i've been in years aside from being pregnant but you know things are all looking really good it's the only year that i've not been hospitalized since i was 20 and I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I do still suffer from things like brain fog. I still have a bit of fatigue. Um, but generally speaking, I'm significantly better. Wow. And did you have a, a physician, an integrative physician or team to guide you through this? So the only person I see is um, her name is Dr. Astrid Bokelman. She's at NovaMed. She's a functional health practitioner. So I was introduced to her by an angel that I met in the hospital waiting room. And I say that because she was genuinely an angel that day. She gave me her appointment for Astra because she had such a long waiting list. And she said, listen, you clearly need this more than I do. Please go ahead and take it. So I had a video consultation with Astrid whilst I was in hospital. And that's how our relationship started. But um, the only thing I've ever taken as a prescription from her is something called LDN, low-dose naltrexone, which is something I do still take. And it is important to mention that alongside the other changes. But um, this is much more, you know, natural, low-dose. It's nowhere near as aggressive as the biologics that I was taking. Okay. And in situations like this, it's really important. I think to stress that you shouldn't go it alone because it's, it can be, it can be dangerous to, to go off these drugs and to try and go with like, you know, people on social media or uh, a course you took online. It's just good to have someone. There's lots of functional doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, Even in the UAE, there are, there are quite a lot of functional and integrative people. So 
I'll put this doctor's yeah, name in the show notes, busy. but sounds like she's very busy. Um, okay. So tell me about stride. Like, tell me about how you, you, you had the meeting with, you had a, a couple of meetups with the people in your community. How did you decide, like it got bigger and bigger. How did you decide to take it larger? Well, we, we're very new actually. We only had one meetup pre-summer. So that was just sort of a pre-launch, if you want to call it that, to give people an opportunity to meet that had already joined the community and keep up with some of the momentum. We have a meetup happening next week as well. But um, I think I launched the WhatsApp community that's obviously private for just pure autoimmune sufferers in June and it went from sort of eight to 50 people really, really quickly and the numbers are growing. But um, sorry, remind me of your original question before I go off on a tangent. Um, how did you decide to start Stride? Like, how did you decide to make it into a, um, into an organization, into a, into a, a thing? Well, I mean, the concept came from the women that I spoke to and recognizing that there was a need to provide people with a safe, supportive space where they can share. So, I mean, in terms of what Stride is, we are a supportive and inclusive community based in Dubai, specifically designed for those living with autoimmune disease. And that's it doesn't mean that you have to have a diagnosis. There's thousands and thousands of people out there living with unexplained symptoms. Um, and if you believe that you may have something like this, you're more than welcome to join the community as well. But a big part of what we do as a patient myself is to really place an emphasis on having fun. I mean, I don't know about you, but I speak for myself and I've spent far too much time in a dull clinical setting. And I certainly don't want to spend any more time surrounded by white walls. So we really wanted to steer clear of that and are building our partners with places where we can offer fun, support meetups and events that will cater to specific dietary requirements and so forth, educational workshops, wellness and mindfulness sessions. Um, and a huge part of what we do is to empower our members to really take control of their health themselves. This is beautiful because I know for my, for me, I really isolated myself because I just felt all of the things you mentioned and I isolated myself. And then I got so depressed because I had isolated my, like this, we're human beings. We can't, we can't isolate ourselves. We can't exist not feeling well, not engaging with other humans. It's just not possible. So it's beautiful that you're doing this. And um, I guess just before we end, and I'd love to talk to you more as this grows, but what's your sort of, what do you want to say to people, even, even if they haven't been diagnosed, if they just are really frustrated, they're just having these random symptoms, they're not feeling well, they're sort of like, it's a bit of like walking around injured or like a zombie, like you're just sort of, you know, you, you talked about being on the floor and having diarrhea and you can go for years like this, just not feeling well, just like really low energy. Um, what's your advice for someone who's in this space? who's just sort of started thinking, I got to get this together, but I don't have the energy or the time. Well, I think, you know, things might progress slowly because autoimmune disease does exist on a spectrum. So long before you start actually experiencing the symptoms, you may have had that chronic underlying inflammation burning and your body creating the autoantibodies for much longer than maybe you are aware. So I think First off, trust yourself. If you feel that something is off, you're probably right. Um, 
start doing your own research. Don't be afraid to speak to people and put yourself out there. It was the mistake that I made. I, I truly believe that had I spoken to other patients and reached out much sooner, I would have been able to resolve or at least start to resolve some of my symptoms years earlier. And we're talking years. So for sure, don't ignore it. You know, this is not, not a normal way to live, not being able to sleep and suffering in chronic pain and with all of these symptoms. So do your research, track your symptoms. That's also super important because especially when you start noticing um, that you are getting symptoms, they can be quite sporadic. And this goes back to the spectrum because as things are building, it's not until right to the end that things will become more regular. And it's almost like by then it's too not not too late because you can always do something, but you can do something sooner. So even if you're experiencing that intermittent bloating or bowel movements or whatever it is, joint pain, check it out, go to a doctor, take your notes, take any photos of your physical changes as well, you know, because then you have evidence of any skin manifestations or whatever it is that you might be experiencing. And you can take that to one, two, three, four doctors and say, this is what's happening. Please let's look into it together. And also do some research around the tests that you want to have done. You mentioned the A&A profiles earlier. You can have your CRP, ESR, the inflammation levels, levels um, checked out and various other things like um, for example, Hashimoto's is actually one of the most common conditions we see in the community today as it, well, it's just the most prevalent it happens to be that we've seen, but um, that obviously impacts your thyroid. So if you're noticing specific organs or areas, you can ask for tests that relate to that as well. Okay. Thank you so much. And where do people find out more about you? So we have a website, Instagram page. We do have a Facebook, but it's not really live. Um, so Instagram is strideuae and website www.strideuae.com. Okay, and they can connect through you there. And are you in Abu Dhabi or just like anywhere else in the UAE yet? Not yet. As I said, we're still very early on. So we're expecting to roll out the more regular events and build things out from September once the everyone's back from the summer period. Um, so yeah, we do have the WhatsApp community. That's really where everyone connects and gets to become aware of any upcoming events that we're having. They will go live on the website as well, but that's the best place to stay tuned if you want to get to know people as well. Send us a DM on Instagram and we'll share the link with you. Thank you, Daryl, so much. Stay healthy. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.